how can you invest directly in the same type of institutional investments that the richest uh, Americans and wealthiest companies invest in? Well, it's through private real estate syndication. And we have a new offering, Mesa Verde Apartments, that's available for investment for credit investors right now. You can head over to vonfinch.com slash Mesa to find out more about this opportunity. It is 276 unit property located in Denver's uh, fast and rapidly growing Arvada market. It is well positioned for a phenomenal value add with very strong returns purchased directly off market from an owner who's owned it since 1975. That's over 46 years of ownership and nearly 20 years since the property had any type of renovations to it. There's a lot of upside. There's a lot of greatness about this project. And I invite you to come join us. Head over to vonfinch.com Mesa to learn more. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. In each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Show. My name is Stephen Pesavento. I'm your host. And today, I've got a very special guest in the studio, Ryan McKenna. How you doing today, Ryan? Hey, Steven, I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on again. Excited to have you because you're somebody I've looked up to in the industry. You've built an incredible business as a private equity company in the real estate space and really serving investors, going out and creating great investment opportunities um, in the multifamily self-storage and mobile home park area. And I want to dive into you know, that business, I want to dive into the growth that you've experienced, but more importantly, what are some of the lessons and the mindset that we as listeners and as, as the host here can take away and be able to go apply within our own lives, whether we're passive investors and we want to understand how successful business people think, or whether we're fellow operators on the path and we want to apply that in our business. So um, without further ado, you ready to get into things? Let's go. Awesome. So let's start out here. What was it that first drove you to having an interest in syndicated real estate and getting into this space? So it all started with um, actually there was two two moments in my life that you know kind of led to where I am today. Um, one of them was just you know a teammate of mine uh, at Arizona State. So I played baseball there. Uh, his father was an apartment syndicator. So back in the early two thousands and being in you know the Phoenix market back then. I mean, I, I saw a lot of opportunity, uh, a lot of potential, and I had someone that I could kind of tap into who was already in the syndication business. And I was just always was fascinated by, you know, pooling together capital to go buy some of these value add apartments. So at an early age, I kind of knew that this business was out there. And then I also, at the same time, came across Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I just, I felt like that was like the blueprint for, you know, what I wanted to do, the type of business I wanted to build. And at the time I thought, oh, I was going to, you know, be on the path to, to maybe, you know, give, you know, uh, the next level of baseball a shot and, uh, you know, maybe get up to the, the big leagues, make some money. And then I knew where I was going to invest it into in real estate syndications. Uh, but that never happened. Uh, baseball got cut short. Uh, it's a whole nother story for maybe another episode, but, um, 
yeah, I just knew that this was a place that I wanted to get to because what I saw from uh, my teammate's father was that, you know, he was able to live, you know, a lifestyle by design. He was able to, you know, get up every morning, do breakfast with the kids. He was able to coach them in their sports. He just could be there, you know, for all the games and all the things that like, I wanted to, to do for my family. Uh, my father actually was able to, to do that. And my mom, you know, when I was growing up, my dad uh, ran a business. He still runs one today. And so just being able to have control of your time um, was, was super important to me. So I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to get into, you know, owning a business at some point because I, I saw what it could do and the lifestyle you could live. And, um, you know, it just, it took me a little bit of time to kind of figure out that exact path, but I, I got there. And then when I made that decision, it all happened very quickly because I think a lot of things were set in motion. And uh, once it happened, uh, it, it, it went pretty rapidly. So, so I think early on, just, you know, between my parents and, um, you know, other people in the industry and coming across that, that purple book, uh, it, you know, it, it definitely got me hooked. And I knew that this is where I wanted to end up someday. It's so interesting how that path is for everybody, especially reading that book, getting this idea that there's another way, another way to be able to live your life. And at the core, what everybody wants is this freedom of time, the, the ability to choose more so than the amount of money you have. That is the, in, the biggest indicator of happiness um, and success is being able to choose what you want, when you want it and do whatever you want. Um, and it's, it, it's so powerful to realize that because sometimes we can get stuck on this, this, uh, this wheel in the rat race of thinking it's about making more money. It's actually the money is just a tool to get us in that position to be able to have more of that time freedom. Nothing wrong with making a lot of money. Let's make a ton of it. Um, but just recognizing that when we can put ourselves in that position, we're going to end up being more fulfilled, um, you know, overall, just by being able to make those decisions ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great point. And uh, I came across a quote the other day, it just, it just made me, you know, stop and think. And it, it was, uh, you know, when you're young, everyone wants to be rich. And when you're rich, you want to be young. <laughs> and so it just made me think of like, you know, just enjoy the wealth building journey. Don't, uh, you know, don't, don't sacrifice everything, you know, one day to have all this money. And then all of a sudden you got, you know, no one to, to spend it with, or your health is, you know, not in good shape. And it just, you know, it was a good reminder that, um, you know, just take each day, each moment and get the most out of life. And yes, you, we all want to be successful. We want to make money, but just, you know, keep life and balance in perspective. And uh, I think you'll end up coming out and uh, a much happier place. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And I mean, you're somebody who's built a business, you're a syndicator, you're going out and you're executing these deals. Um, what what was it that really attracted investors to work with you initially? And how has that changed over the years since you really started that business? Yeah, so I think what initially attracted investors was I was just sharing, you know, my story with them, my uh, investments that I had made. Because um, prior to starting McKenna Capital, I was a limited partner in 12 syndications. And I just started, you know, tapping into people in my network and doing coffees and, and calls and just, you know, wanted to share uh, what I was doing with others because I felt like 
you know, there wasn't much awareness created with syndications and just people didn't really know that these types of opportunities or these deals existed. And so when I started talking to, to people, uh, they just had a real high level of interest. So I just knew that there was this opportunity. If I could somehow get into the business, I could really help them. And so it, it was really, a, you know, an easy conversation. Cause I, I naturally, like when I'm with my friends, I mean, I, I love talking about, you know, investing in general. So it just, it's all came natural to me. And I think getting into this business, I mean, I, I tell people like, I feel like I was born to do this because it's just, it's just I'm living the life. Like I want to live. I, I'm, I don't, you know, I, I'm as authentic as I can be because this is exactly what I want to be doing. And I think that comes across to other people that are like, yeah, you know, Ryan, like, really is passionate. I, I, I trust him. He seems to really care about like what he's doing. He wants to help others. And uh, it just so happens, you know, he's a real estate syndicator and an investor. And, um, and so there's a lot of alignment with what, you know, people ultimately want to achieve if it's that, that passive income or that, you know, financial or time freedom. I mean, this is one path to get there. And so I'm just out kind of sharing that story, that message, because I've been able to do it myself and I just want to help others. And so it's really kind of, I think the growth has exploded because there's so many people that want that, that are craving it. And the old traditional kind of financial model just doesn't really provide that. And, and, and real estate's always been kind of that avenue where, you know, if you can generate enough passive income, you know, you, you, you can have that financial freedom. And, you know, historically it's been like, well, how many rentals can I get? How many doors mm -hmm. do I need to get? And a lot of people that went down that path and myself included realized that, you know, there, there's there's kind of a point where you know economies of scale kind of come into play and it just it's not as passive as you think it's going to be and then you know when the syndication business came about and the opportunities were really kind of brought at the forefront to investors it just seemed like a, a better way to achieve kind of the same passive income stream that you know most real estate investors you know get into real estate investing in, in the first place and so that's what you know attracted me and i think building that and showing others how they can do that uh, is really what has allowed our business to thrive because a lot of our investors, you know, have wanted to build a similar portfolio or, you know, bring in people that they care about in their network. And so just the referrals and, and all that, you know, is really kind of exploded because, um, you know, when someone's really happy or have a good experience, they tend to share it with others. And that's, what's cool about this business is it's a partnership. We're all in this together. We're all on the same team and, uh, and it's, it's a fun place to be. That is one of the things that really attracted me to it after working for so long in the single family space, flipping hundreds of houses. And obviously we work directly with investors in that space. You know, all of the capital that we leveraged and, and used was, was either debt or equity uh, invested directly in these single family homes. But what I realized along that path was that this wasn't actually the way to create wealth. It wasn't the way to create passive income. And it was limited because you know, uh, folks uh, wanted something that was long-term. They wanted that income stream. And so when really got turned on to this space, it, it really does open up so many possibilities for everyone who's getting involved. So in those early years, you know, you're, you're talking to folks, you're having these coffees, you've started your company, you've been passively investing, you're going down that path. What was it that really started to accelerate those connections that you're making with investors um, that, that started really drawing people in. So I think, um, when, when people, you know, saw that I was you know, serious enough to, to walk away from a very, you know, lucrative corporate job that I was all in on this, I, I think, um, you know, that, that, you know, I'm a big believer in, um, 
you know, betting on people or entrepreneurs. I mean, I do a lot in the, the venture capital space and, and investing in that, you know, uh, space, you don't necessarily have a product, you know, at, at that point, you're betting on that entrepreneur that that person's going to be successful. And so I just think others, you know, took a bet on me that, Hey, we believe Ryan's going to, you know, going to put us in, a, in, in good hands or, you know, good, good place with these opportunities. And, uh, and so there was that trust factor that I think, you know, building your relationships. That's why I think it's super important, whatever you do over time, you know, make sure you always treat people, you know, with a high level of respect, the way you want to be treated and uh, never, you know, um, I, I, I guess never burn any bridges that, 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 you know, if you don't have to, because you never know where you're going to end up. And so I think being able to stay in contact with a lot of people in my network, when we did have, you know, some great opportunities, I was able to really quickly, you know, um, catch up with, with, with people. And, um, and then, you know, I, I think others, you know, all it took was really them knowing that this was out there. And, and then, you know, you're just providing education. You're just letting them know, Hey, here's a different way. And then they, they make that decision if, it, if it's a good fit for them. And, and I'll tell you, most investors, you know, look at this and they're like, wow, this is better than what I'm doing. If this is for real, like I'm going to try it. And then, if it works, I'm going to, you know, definitely do more and, and diversify even mm -hmm. further outside of maybe the, say the stock market. And, you know, I would say probably 90% of our investors have invested in multiple deals. So it becomes a strategy. And that's really where I think the, a lot of the growth has happened. It's the number of invest, you know, repeat investments that happen because the strategy becomes to build your own private equity, real estate portfolio and take positions in different deals in different markets and, and even different you know, asset classes. And so you can now build that. And, and that is what's really cool. And that's what we've built. And I think why it's it's taken off because investors like the diversification, you know, they like the ability to 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 work, you know, with someone who is also, you know, putting their money and their their investment dollars into these deals. And um and I and I think, you know, then they want to share it with people that they care about too. And so I I feel like that's really where um you know, the, the growth has happened where it's exploded. And, um, and so it's just, it's been kind of a great, you know, great run thus far. Yeah. Well, it makes so much sense. I think one of the big things that I, I notice when I talk to investors, I talk to investors every single day, uh, is that there's a number of folks that really have an interest of getting involved in this space. They really want to invest. They're looking at the opportunities and they're either in one of two camps. They're going to pull the trigger not knowing everything and they're going to have faith that it's going to work out because they trust in that jockey. They trust in the person. Um, or there's people who get stuck up in that analysis paralysis. They feel like they need to know more information. They're not really that educated on it, or they've heard some horror stories along the way. And those are all that these things happen. And that's why it's really important to invest with the right people and in the right opportunities and understand deal structures and those kind of things. So Ryan, what have you found uh, is one of the ways that really helps uh, folks be able to get up to speed so they are making decisions uh, that feel like intelligent investment decisions, ones that they can really stand behind, ones that they feel like they know what they're investing in and, and how these structures work. Yeah. So I think that the first part is, you know, making sure that the, you know, the deal and the, you know, the, the business plan aligns with what your goals and objectives are. Um, but I always tell investors, like, look, we look at so many different deals out there and, you know, the projected returns are the projected returns. I mean, you go from one deal to the next. I mean, you're generally talking, you know, the difference is between a percent or two, right? And, and 
I think, you know, we, you look at so many deals, it's the most important part to get right is the people behind those numbers, the people behind the deals. And I think if you can vet them out, you can align with really good, talented people that you trust, that, you know, you're going to end up in a good place in, in the long run, you know? And, and so that's kind of been my philosophy. I mean, I try to surround myself with really good people that I, you know, am going to put my reputation on the line for that I'm going to partner with. And, and that, I think that goes a long way. And so, yeah, you could look at everything. The numbers could look great, but like if the people aren't, you know, if you don't trust them or you don't feel comfortable with them, I, I wouldn't invest. And, and so, uh, and I also tell investors too, that like, you might not get, you know, 100% of your answers, you know, in the format that you want, you know, you might get 90% of the way there. And that's, that's good enough in most cases, because not mm -hmm. everything is going to, you know, is going to be the way you want it to be. And that's okay. We never have all the answers. We don't have a crystal ball. Uh, and for some of those investors that, you know, the answers are never going to be good enough, they shouldn't invest, you know, and that's okay too. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's sometimes it comes down to a gut feel after you've done your due diligence and you made sure that it's, you know, an investment that aligns with your goals and objectives and you like, you know, the, the deal and the structure and the terms. Um, but if you can't get the, the people part right, then, you know, that in my opinion, that that's, you know, that, that would prevent me from wanting to move forward, no matter how good the, the numbers looked. Yeah, it really does all start with the people, because in this investment space, the people are the ones who are responsible for choosing the deal. And they're going to invest in a market that they understand. And they're going to be able to execute that business plan and hire the right people and fire the right people and manage the numbers and provide reporting and send distributions and all the things that need to happen are going to really start with those people. So what would you elaborate on as far as why people are so important to these investments and why people shouldn't get caught up necessarily on the numbers as much as really understanding who's making those decisions? Yeah, I think it's important because, you know, we're doing, you know, essentially a, a big flip of, you know, two to 300 units. Uh, and, and so there's going to be setbacks, there's going to be things that come up and, you know, it's a five-year horizon. So I wouldn't get so hung up on, you know, the, the minutia that happens in between. It's the kind of the, the long-term approach, the focus. And if you've got people that have done this before, they've been successful, you know, they're likely going to do everything they can in their power to put the deal in the greatest, you know, position, because at the end of the day, you know, we all want to have, you know, success. We want our investors to come back. We're going to do everything possible to give them the best experience. And there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be bumps in the road, but that's all part of the process. And I think the more investors can understand that, the easier it's going to be for them versus getting hung up on, uh, you know, one bad update or the numbers are slightly off because, um, you know, we do our best to uh, underwrite the deals, but, you know, just perfect example. I mean, a year and a half ago, I mean, who, who was underwriting for COVID? I mean, it didn't exist. And so mm -hmm. as an operator, it's like, you know, you, you tend to be as conservative as you can because something like that could come up and, you know, we, we're able to weather that storm very well, but those are things that get thrown at you as a syndicator. And, you know, if you've got good people in place, they're going to, you got to trust them that they're going to figure it out. They're going to be proactive. And I can say that, you know, we did everything we could. It was all hands on deck when COVID first came out and, you know, we didn't know what to expect, but we, we made the best decisions we could in that time. And looking back on it, like we did a really good job. And I think investors are very happy. And that's part of the reason why, if you've got good, competent people and a good solid team, like they're going to, they're going to do the right thing. They're going to try to, you know, make this the best they can for everyone involved versus someone who, you know, maybe is out looking for themselves and short-sighted. And so, um, you know, th those, I guess would be some of the points I just maybe, you know, share with you. 
Yeah, I think I think that's really, really intelligent. And you can't predict everything that's going to happen. And that's part of the opportunity that's actually available is that things may change. And we have to be conservative going in on the numbers, we have to create buffers. And, and we also have to be able to adapt. And that's the reason why working with experienced people, in my opinion, is so crucial, because those experienced people have gone through it enough times to know what the norm is, they know what to expect typically. And that way, when something is not typical, they're not focused all their energy trying to figure out how to do it. They're figuring out how to solve that specific problem. And so that's really powerful. Well, what are some of the biggest challenges that you think investors end up facing when they are looking at getting involved in, in deals like this? So, I mean, I, I think it's just getting over for, for a first time investor, um, you know, making that decision and, and, and feeling comfortable. I think, um, you know, it, it's something that they got to realize that, that they don't have the control, especially if they are coming from a situation where they owned properties before and they got to kind of call the shots and, you know, you're trading that control for, you know, a professional group that's going to be in there. That's, that's, you know, going to manage the asset and likely it's going to be in a market that you're not familiar with, but they are. And so I think it's getting your arms around, like, look, you are a passive investor, enjoy that passive process, you know, and, and, and know that like, yeah, if you want to get more actively involved, you can certainly, you know, go find some of your own opportunities or, or, you know, invest in your own market and then still invest, um, you know, in a syndication for, for leverage of other markets. But um, yeah, I think the thing, the biggest thing is just getting comfortable with, um, you know, with the process and, and what to expect. And, and, and that's where I think most, you know, who, who go through that process for the first time, you know, they like to see those distributions come in and then it, then it becomes, you know, a strategy where they end up, you know, wanting to deploy more. But, um, but I think, you know, the mindset is, you know, just definitely knowing what you're getting yourself into. And then also that, you know, getting them comfortable with that, th this is an illiquid investment. It's not like you're investing in a stock where if you want to cash out in two days, you got your funds back. You know, that, that's something I think is very important for them to realize that they are, you know, part of a syndication that owns real estate. And it's not just, you know, easy to, you know, to get capital back. I mean, we would have to go through, you know, process of, you know, refinancing or selling the, uh, you know, the property. So it's a long-term approach, long-term uh, vision. And, um, you know, as long as they understand that, I, I think that, you know, and they'll have a good experience. It's just, you know, everyone wants to get rich overnight and, and that's just not how these deals work. <laughs> yeah. You really do have to have some patience in this game. You know, things take longer than you expect them to. It takes quite a long time to find a deal. It takes quite a long time to close a deal. It takes quite a long time to execute a business plan and and to see those returns come around. And so, you know, when things go perfectly well or better than expected, sometimes you're able to see that within a year or two or three years. But oftentimes, you know, we're working on a much larger scale. So it just takes time. And, and that's one of the things I think people get caught up on is they want that result. They get stuck in that level of uncertainty, that fear of, oh, did I make the wrong choice? Or did I choose the wrong investment? Or maybe I don't fully understand this. So I'm feeling a little bit uncertain about what's going to happen. And then they start wanting to be in control. But that's actually the exact thing you invested in was to not be in control so that you could be passive. And so it yeah. is kind of uh, antithetical how uh, it can really get easy to get caught up in that. Yeah, no, exactly. And one other point too, is that, you know, I think a, another big thing right now is, is the timing, you know, investors are like, well, Hey, is it, is it the best time? Did I miss the boat? What does the future look like? You know, those are questions that like are hard to answer. Right. I mean, 
I, I had many people that said, you know, oh, I'm sitting on the sidelines the last two years. And those have been some of the greatest returns we've ever seen. And, and so my, you know, approach to it is that, you know, I'm a believer of having money in motion and I'm not trying to time the market. This is a long-term approach. And I think if you invest, you know, prudently and again, with good people and good, um, you know, good underwriting assumptions where you're conservative, um, you know, for me, I'd rather have the money in motion working for me than, than sitting on the sidelines waiting to perfectly try and time something because you might miss some of the greatest opportunities of your lifetime doing that. And, and, and I look at if we do, uh, you know, miss the mark on, on, you know, looking back on the time period, like, okay, what, what does that look like to me? And, you know, I'd rather, uh, you know, if, if I wasn't going to earn, say, I, I don't know, 16% annualized on an investment, but I only got 14%. I mean, in the long run, I, to me, that, 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 that's nothing, you know, it's, it's having that, that compounded growth year after year. And if you take a long-term approach, I think you're going to, you know, protect yourself from trying to go all in on the right time, or, or maybe you go in at the wrong time and then it, you just get burned. So I, I think, again, a diversified approach over a long period of time will take some of the market timing fluctuations out because then you'll benefit from some great times where your money's in the market. And then if you're, you're you catch a period or two that, that aren't good, well, that, that's, that's part of investing, right? And, and you, no one can predict the future. And I think if you take an approach, like a blended approach of your portfolio with multiple investment opportunities that are diversified and you do it with good people, I think in the long run, you're going to be in a good place and, and you worry less around, you know, did I get it right? Um, is the timing perfect? I mean, those are things you kind of almost in a way have to let go of a little bit. I mean, you can, you know, you, know, you can try to time it out, but I, I, I would say, you know, in this business, this space, it's, you take a long-term approach and not get so hung up. I think you'll be better off. I've been in real estate since uh, 2015, 2016. And since the day that I got invested and involved in real estate, they've been telling me, oh, 18, 12 to 18 months, there's going to be a turn. 12 to 18 yeah. months, there's going to be a huge change. There's going to be a big shift. Yeah. Every single month, every single day, every single year that I've been in this game, they've been saying that. And the truth is it'll happen at some point, but we can't predict it. So for all those folks who have been sitting on the sidelines since 2016 with that belief, they've lost out on millions of dollars of returns. Um, and it's a shame. It's a shame because what it really is, is fear. It's this perfectionism. It's trying to make sure that you only make the right decisions. But the key, like you're saying, is really going back to that core of diversification. You know, yeah. by having smaller amounts invested in multiple different opportunities spread through our, our portfolio, we're able to really hedge against any kind of market shifts or changes that happen. We're not going to put 100% of our money into real estate or into any one asset or any one asset class, um, but we're able to, you know, see the benefits that we do get by investing in lots of smaller opportunities and smaller is relative for you. Smaller might be a 75,000 or $100,000 investment for another person that might be 250 or 500,000. So it's whatever is right for you, but by creating that diversified approach, you're going to be in a much, much stronger position. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And another, I, I think great benefit to, to investing in multifamily is that, you know, at its core, we're providing housing for humans, you know, affordable housing. And there's a crisis in the U.S. There's not enough uh, affordable housing. And so uh, you know, we just went through COVID, a, a pandemic, and we weathered that 
very well. And, and so that gives me comfort because all along, you know, the, what attracted me to multifamily was that, you know, in good times, it performs very well. And in, in bad times, it actually weathers that storm because of, you know, it's a great inflation hedge. Uh, people place a high priority on where they live. And, um, and there's, there's a shortage of affordable housing in, in the U.S. So for those reasons, again, that, those are factors that make me not as concerned about the overall economy and overall market, because let's just play it out. Let's just say we go through, I don't know, another recession or a big downturn, and I'm invested in multifamily. Well, I can guarantee you whatever other investments I have, they're going to take a hit too. And it comes down to which one is going to you know, take the least hit. And, and, and so I, I think uh, in my experience and what I've seen is, is multifamily holds up well. So, um, you know, you could sit on the sidelines forever, or, you know, if you, you go through the, you know, the bumps in the road, at least if you can minimize it with some smart investments, it, you know, you're going to end up recovering a lot faster. Yeah, I think that's really, really smart advice. So from an inspiration standpoint, what impact have mentors made on your life and how do you look at going out and finding great mentors? So mentors have been, I mean, everything for me, as far as just, you know, looking at what someone else has done and trying to model after, you know, the, the successes or the things that the attributes that you really think that you can bring to your business and, and then making it your own. Cause I think that's important. You could learn a lot from others. They can show you the path. They can show you how they did it. Uh, but you still have to own it and you still have to figure out, you know, what's natural, what's a good fit for you. So I love taking the best of what others are doing and then making it, you know, in a way that is, is comfortable for me, that fits my style, my approach. Um, but yeah, it's always good to have people that you can bounce ideas off of or have partners that can take a second look because you don't want to have your blinders on and, and, and go into something and not really, you know, thoroughly vetted something or look through it. So um, yeah, mentors, I, I, in this business, that's the beauty of, uh, of real estate where there's, there's a lot lot of different, you know, partners and a lot of different people that you get to connect with. And uh, it's fun. To, there's always someone that's doing more than you. And it's always, you know, it's always good to look up to them and see how did they build it? How did they do it? And then, you know, take some of the best practices and, and, and you know, you know, intertwine them into your business. And so um, I'm a big believer in, in every day trying to, you know, learn something new and learn from others. And that's what keeps me going. It keeps me energized. And so I think anyone who, you know, has that mindset of, of growth and wanting to learn and can surround themselves with really good people, they're going to end up in a pretty good place and, and, and probably achieving a lot of their dreams and their goals that they've set. Yeah, it comes down to that power of the peer group, the people you surround yourself with end up leading you down that path towards the things you actually want, if they are uh, if they're also living that life. And so when you can look up to other people, when you can find people who are investing, who are making these decisions, when you can look to others to get some feedback and assure that you're on the right path, or at least you're making progress or momentum in that direction, it can be very, very powerful. Absolutely. So at this point in your career, I'm curious to hear what your definition of success is today. <laughs> it is time freedom. Uh, and I say that because, you know, I, I've built a great business. I've personally invested in a lot of syndications. I mean, financially, I'm in a very good place, but I'm also, you know, as I'm building the business, I'm working a ton and it's been a great ride and I want to continue it. But I also would like to get a little bit more time back in my life because that's what initially I set out to, to do with investing in real estate. So, 
Uh, I'm actually bringing on my, my brother at the end of the month. Uh, he's going to be our, our COO and he's going to be able to help me with you know some of the stuff that happens kind of behind the scenes of running the business. And we're at a point where you know I need more help and uh, I can provide a great opportunity for him and, and be able to get a little bit more of my, my time back in my life. And so having you know that, uh, kind of going back to that other point uh, earlier, that quote, like I, what good is having you know a lot of money if you can't spend it, you know, time with the people that you, you love the most and enjoy the most. And so it's finding that balance. Like I'm not the type of person who's going to, oh, I, I've made a good amount of money. I'm just going to go retire and sit on a beach. I mean, I get bored after a few days of doing that. I mean, I enjoy it and I'm going to do it, but like, you know, I, I'm wired a little differently where I like to be active. Um, but I, I don't like it to be so active where you're feeling like you never have a breather, you know, or a break. And, um, and so just being able to have control of my time and my, my big why is my family, making sure that, you know, I'm always there for them and that we can achieve our goals together. Um, so yeah, so success to me is, 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 is owning your time and controlling your time. And uh, you can do that, you know, if you invest uh, in, in say real estate or other, you know, avenues that really, you know, give you a position where you don't have to go to work for somebody someday and you have enough uh, cash flow coming in that, you know, you can pick and choose, you know, how you spend your time or who you want to spend your time with. And that's, that's a position that fortunately I've been able to build and I'm in, but I now need to let go of some of the control of my business. You know, that's why I'm going to bring on more help. And, and that's, that's going to be something that is, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure it won't be easy, but it, it, it needs to happen and it will happen. And, uh, and that's kind of where we are today. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of go through that process. Well, that's the sign of growth is when you're, you're bringing people on, when you're letting go of control, when you're empowering other people to be able to go and execute and do what they do best so you can focus on what you do best. And, you know, at the core, that's what we talk about at Von Finch all the time. It's that power of partnership, of working with, you know, proven experts, working with people who are experienced and, and uh, having the trust and enabling them as a leader to be able to do that. So I'm really excited to hear that uh, in your business and your growth. Uh, definitely appreciate you joining us here today and sharing some of these lessons. Where can people find out more about you or get in touch? So the easiest place is to go to our website, McKennaCapital.com. And then from there, uh, you know, we can link up, you can set up a call, you can, you know, join our investor distribution list or just access, you know, a lot of the different social sites that we're on, uh, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. And uh, yeah, so website's best. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was great. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Stephen. Always appreciate it. Man. Today's episode is sponsored by Von Finch Capital. If you're interested in investing alongside me in the same type of real estate opportunities that I personally invest in, then head over to Von Finch Capital and join their private investor network. You can do so at vonfinch.com slash invest. Join me on that next deal. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside. You're listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.